I don't know is an exciting place to be, and here's why. Something's about to be revealed. You're at a fork in the road. There's a change in the tide. Something's brewing. That's exciting. When you look at it from that way, things change. I'm Nicole Sylvester, and you are listening to Miracle Minded, the podcast. Modern spirituality for women living in devotion to their highest and best. This podcast is from my heart to yours. A one of a kind, soulful reminder to help you remember. I'm here to help you awaken your divinity, embrace your humanness, and activate your infinite potential. I share women's medicine, spiritual and practical tools to help you love yourself deeply, live abundantly, and trust your unique path. It's time to open your mind, soften your heart, and see through the lens of miracle vision. Let's drop in. Hello, and welcome back to Miracle Minded, the podcast. I am Nicole Sylvester, and I'm so happy that we're here to share this time together. I'm going to give you a heads up that this is the kind of episode that you're going to want to share with people you love. Because what I know for sure is that humans go through these human experiences and we feel funky energy. We feel dense energy. We may even call it depressed. We may even call it feeling lost. It can be cloudy. It can be foggy. It can feel debilitating at times. Now, I know this doesn't sound fun, and you may even label this as bad or negative. For this episode, I want to invite you to keep an open mind and to really feel into the truth behind some of these energies, behind some of these emotions, what it's coming to teach you. I'm going to break down several feelings that you maybe have felt before or maybe you're feeling right now, what they can come to teach you or invite you to do and how to move through or navigate this feeling. Because I know for sure it is not the fun time. It's not fun. Yet, there can be great intel in these times. So we're going to talk about some things. We're going to talk about sadness, fear, the heaviness, foggy feeling, confusion, low energy, and maybe even depression and what that can mean. We're going to talk about these things. So we're going to go into that in this episode. And I'll tell you right now, while I think all episodes are important and I love them, and that's why I invest my time, energy, and resources in creating them, this episode is one of those episodes that you're going to want to share with someone you love. So many people are feeling uncertain right now. So many people are feeling unsafe in their bodies. So many people are feeling like they can't quite connect to their power, their purpose, that faith, that hope again. And this episode is about how to use your mind, body, spirit, and really your physical environment and resources in order to move through some of this density. And I know that this is one of those episodes I've needed And I have become well-equipped in this field of self-mastery. And if you look at my experience, someone that has gone from living in an addiction to abusive men, feeling like I cannot live with a man or cannot live without a man, and the same men that were abusing me physically, um, emotionally, cheating on me, all these things, yet I felt so desperate for them. 
Can you imagine me as that? That was me, though. And then after that, I was still addicted to alcohol, drugs, pills, things that could numb me from all the pain I felt. And then after that, I was still obsessive in my head. Thoughts, fears, worries, cycling around so much and so furiously that I went down to 95 pounds, that I was diagnosed with a panic disorder. I was diagnosed with bipolar. I mean, I was just given a bunch of medication and told, go on, be on your way. You are just suffering. You're basically going to have PTSD for the rest of your life. You're in this just, you're in this lost kind of place. And all of those labels and all of those feelings did at times feel insurmountable. But I can tell you, if I can come through that, I know some things about some things when it comes to transmuting energies and learning how to push our own buttons and be the alchemist in our own life. So this is your invitation to do that no matter where you're at. I only use these examples because I want to give you the opportunity to know that no matter what it is that you're working through, there is another side to it. There is this duality always available and we get to play in that. So We're going to talk about all of that, and I want you to grab a pen and paper if you feel called to write down some notes. Of course, you can always use the pause button, but just know that this is an episode that you're going to want to take some notes on because the reality is that we're human, and what I'm sharing is about the human experience. So there's no judgment. There's no looking at yourself and thinking negative thoughts or I'm low vibe. No, none of that, and we're going to talk about that. So before we do, though, I want to give a special loving shout out to Kelly SK. Kelly SK, number one, thank you so much for tuning into the show. I value the time we get to share together and I really appreciate this review. As it's 11-11 here, I swear this happened recently where I'm looking at these reviews and it's some sort of angel number. So let's look at this review here. Kelly says, spiritual alignment. Nicole, I love your podcast so much, and this episode spoke so deeply to me. Even though I heard the clip you played when you originally shared it, hearing the message for the second time months later delivered new insight to me. I've been following you now for a better part of six months, starting with the five-day free Miracle Week, then invested in weekend Miracle Immersion, participated in another free four-day masterclass, and now I'm finishing up my latest Nicole Sylvester Investment, Money Miracles. Oh, I know this, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. I continue to be drawn to you and the powerful content you share as I feel spiritually fed with these containers. I'm hungry for integration, embodiment, and alignment in my life from my money mindset and wealth consciousness to my intimate relationships with family, friends, partners, and most importantly, myself. Yes. Finding money miracles all around me, thriving in my own power, facing my challenges and staying present, even in my pain, feeling thankful and full of gratitude. Nicole's podcast, books, programs help me so much, so much value. If you give a woman a fish, you feed her for a day. If you teach a woman to fish, you feed her for a lifetime. That's her Share Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time to give such a thought out and heartfelt review here. I know that that's going to speak to someone and help them also tune into the show and get what they need from it. So my friend, I do want to remind you as you're listening 
that if you feel called to leave a review, all you have to do is scroll down to the bottom of the show here on iTunes, if you're listening on iTunes or head over to iTunes, and I actually want to give you a free gift. Take a screenshot of your review, send it over to support at NicoleSylvester.com. All this details are in the show notes, and I'm going to give you access to my morning miracle activations, my movement meditations designed to help you move through this energy that we're about to talk about. So if there was any episode that I ever shared that was so aligned with the morning miracle activations, it's this, because moving our body in this way and with the intentional listening, flooding ourselves with the thoughts, with the frequencies, it shifts us. And with the breath included, it just helps move things along. In fact, when I had the idea to develop morning miracle activations, it was over a year ago, and it was because I would be in this funky energy. I felt really heavy because of some things that were going on in my personal life. But I knew that there was just so much to be excited about. And I just kind of had to see through the clouds. It's like when you know the sun is shining, but it's been cloudy for the last 24 hours. And you're like, damn, I really want to see the sun. But the sun's there. It's not that the sun is gone. It's just that there's a barrier between you and the sun. That's how our emotions can be. And when I felt like that, what I would do at the time, actually, that was like that was like two years ago. At the time, we had a fire that moved us out of our place. We had an apartment on the penthouse floor of a building, and there was a fire in the basement. The elevators were completely destroyed, and we basically had to leave with just what we could carry and leave everything behind in those apartments. It sucked. At the same time, there was something that happened with one of my spiritual um, elders, and it was so disappointing and devastating. I was just in a space of rethinking and reimagining everything. I was asking so many questions about what I believe, why I believe it. And what I would do is I would go get my morning coffee at a place that I really loved being. It had a cute outdoor patio with lots of plants, which if you know me, if you've ever seen my place, I have so many plants everywhere. And I would go do that in the morning and then I would go right to the beach and I would put on headphones and I would just walk. I would listen to music and I would speak things out loud. And that's how I developed the morning miracle activations as I later realized I should create this for my community. So those are the, those are there and you can get them absolutely for free. You can buy them if you want too, but I would say, why not leave a review? So we're going to talk about these now. How shall we just hop on in? How to move through the heavy, funky energy. First, it's important that whenever you're feeling anything, ask what it really is. Maybe you're in a habit of calling something, I feel depressed, but it actually is just feeling uncertain. And I'm not taking anything away from anything you feel. This is something only you can say. No one can come into your life and say, actually, you don't feel that. What you actually feel is this. No, honey, we are the only ones that get to decide what we feel and to truly know what we feel. Everything I'm sharing today is only suggestions. I'm only here to be a mirror and a guide to invite you to ask different questions. So take what feels good and leave the rest. So sitting down at any given time and asking, what do I truly feel? What do I truly feel? And that's something you can do right now. Just take a moment, close your eyes and ask, what do I truly feel right now? You may notice that you only have maybe 10 things that you tend to feel. 
right? Like you go to like, well, I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel bummed. I feel mad. And then you get to start like really diving deeper into what that is. Actually, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Actually, I'm not happy. I'm exuberant. Actually, I'm content. I'm at peace. So we get to really tune into how we feel because the more we understand how we feel, the more we learn how to work with it. We learn what we need at any given time by getting comfortable and familiar with what we're feeling rather than just looking external. So what can happen is if you're feeling funky, you may tend to go offline. (laughs) And I don't mean offline from your computer. I mean offline from yourself. You're like going unconscious. You just start eating all the things, watching all the TV shows. Maybe you just like numb out in some sort of way. Like, I feel like shit today. I'm going to go drink a bunch of wine. My invitation to you is to actually tune into how you feel and start asking what would be the highest and best with any given feeling. Like what would truly support you and nourish you in this space? That would be my first thing to tell you. The other thing I want you to know is that no matter what you're feeling, notice where there's patterns. Patterns look like this. When I'm with this person, I always feel this way. When I go to that place, I tend to have this feeling. Like there's certain people that you know when you go to lunch with them, it's going to be wonderful. They're activators, amplifiers. There's environments that when you go to, you just feel spacious, lit up, alive. And then there's ones that feel the opposite. So notice are there patterns? Are there patterns that are there? That's one of the things. Now, I want to speak on this in a world that, you know, there's good vibes only and are you being a high frequency? But then there's shadow work. And to me, shadow work is fully facing the things that don't feel great, that don't feel good, the shadowy aspects. It's so good to look at the things that feel good, to speak on the things that feel good, to share the things that feel good. But we all have the things and aspects of us, the experiences or the thoughts that we tend to hide. Maybe even pretend they're not there. Try to compartmentalize or maybe they bring up an energy of shame, avoidance. Whenever we have too much of this going on or even some of it going on, it can create this density for us. You know, I have a thing um, around just honoring what I feel and also I want to be authentic. I'll give you an example with my social media. My team can post on my social media and sometimes I do. I send them things and I say, hey, can you share this for me? Or hey, can you make this look prettier for me and then post it? And sometimes when I see them posting something and it's like, happy, 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 (laughs) but I'm over here like going through the shadow. It doesn't feel authentic to me. And I like to share with whatever I'm learning. I like to teach with the medicine that I'm being initiated into at any given time. Here's why. 
Not that anyone will probably know if I'm doing the other, but for me, it's important to come out of hiding. I don't want to hide the humanness and think that that's not worthy of leadership. That's not worthy of being a teacher. That's not worthy of being a multimillionaire. That's not worthy of being successful. I feel quite differently, actually. I feel that in this new paradigm that all of us that are being actually truly authentic, that is our abundance. Why would someone be less worthy of leading or teaching or being financially, energetically, emotionally successful just because they're being human? I don't buy that anymore, and I'm not going to demonstrate that. Majority of the year, do I feel incredible? Yes, but here's the thing I want you to know, that even in the shadow parts, guess what? It's part of the evolution. And that's what I want to share with you today, because anytime something comes up to teach you, that's exactly what it's doing. It's coming up to teach you. So we want to look at it rather than being in this habit of avoiding or running from it. So what's a way that we can run from our our feelings is trying to put the high vibes over top of them, right? And I, I used to do this. I would be like, oh my God, I'm feeling so upset. Let me try to listen to some alignment talk over top of it. And it wasn't landing. Like my heart still felt heavy. My heart still felt funky. And what I realized was, wow, if I don't sit with this and let it teach me what it came to teach me, I'm just going to keep feeling like this. Maybe with like really efforting and trying to get to this place of feeling like high vibe. So what I mean by this is when you're feeling the sadness, when you're feeling the heaviness, when you're feeling the funky If you take time to sit with it, ask questions of it, and get what it came to teach you, you are going to move through it so much faster, right? So let's drop back into the sadness for a moment. Well, why are you sad? Have you asked yourself that? This is the first thing to do. If you're feeling sad and you just wake up and there's a sadness or there's something there, sit with it. That would be the first thing is sit with it. Sit with it and ask, what is this feeling trying to teach me? And be quiet. Be still. Listen. Next, you can ask, is this mine? I mean, you can ask either one of those first. There's no right or wrong here. This is just a constant process of self-discovery. Is this mine? And then as you tune into that, you can ask, what does this want me to do? What is this sadness asking me to do? It may ask you to go for a walk. It may ask you to get the coziest pair of PJs, the coziest blanket, a hot cup of rose tea with honey, and to read a good book. It may ask you to go further into what you're feeling. And that could be because there's a visual that pops up. There's a feeling that pops up. There's a, there's a experience that you realize like, oh, I feel sad because I'm having a memory. Oh, I, I feel sad because I lost my mom. I feel sad because I feel like I'm not going to, you know, get my business to work or I'm not going to find my partner or I feel like I miss this friendship that seems to outgrown. There's so many things that could pop up, whatever's there. When you find it or when it presents itself to you, 
drop into it. Drop into it. Yes, you may cry. Yes, you may feel a lot of things in your body. Welcome it. Welcome it. These feelings can unlock things for us. Rather than creating an armor because you're just avoiding, avoiding, avoiding. Now I'm wondering, should I start it with sadness? Because some of you might be like, oh my God, this is heavy. (laughs) So let me know how you're liking this episode or if this speaks to you. So the next one is fear. The next one is fear. Now fear, same thing. Similar sadness. A lot of these you're going to feel like there's something similar. But with fear, fear can put us in a different energy. So sadness can make you feel heavy, slow, inward, retreating. Fear can have you moving even faster sometimes. It can also have you retreating. But notice there's a different frequency to sadness and fear. Right? Fear moves a bit faster. So notice, like, what does your body feel like when it's sad? What does your body feel like when it's afraid? Now, here's what I want to say about fear. Let me tell you, I've had a crazy relationship with fear. We all have fear. It's part of how we're wired and built. But for me, my body was living in fight or flight nonstop for most of my life. And that's why I medicated, self-medicated so deeply because it would be that relief for me. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually relaxed. And I would chase that relaxation all the time because I never knew how to access it without taking something or drinking something. That is until I found meditation. Meditation helped me rewire and restructure myself to see things differently and to be the observer. Now, from this perspective, does fear still show up? Absolutely. And let me tell you a time where it just showed up in a funny way. Last week, we were at Disneyland. I don't like riding rides. I've never liked riding rides. In fact, when I was like five years old, I begged my dad to go on a roller coaster at Hershey Park in Pennsylvania. And I was begging to go on it. Like I was like just at the right height. Maybe I was five, maybe I was six, but I was just at that height. He let me go on. And let me tell you, I, he said I turned blue. I felt like a statue, terror, scared. My body was like, no. That feeling in my belly, that feeling in my chest, the feeling of not feeling safe and and grounded and stable, it was not for me. I already have always been a fast-moving kind of person. When I was little, I have anxiety since I remember, so I didn't need a damn ride, okay? So this is the funny thing. We're at Disneyland, and I'm envisioning, and my intention with having this trip to Disneyland with my niece and my daughter was having these family moments soon as we get there, they want to go on the Cars ride. And I was like, I see it going by and I'm like, okay, that looks kind of roller coaster-ish. That looks fast. And people are just like screaming and, you know, it's moving fast and kind of doing these like sharp turns. And I was like, nah, not for me. But then we get to the line, it's 75 minutes. And I was like, well, I did not come here to sit by myself and wait for them. I don't want to be on my phone today. I don't want to do the thing. So I ended up getting in line for the ride. (laughs) So as I'm in line for the ride, I'll tell you, I was kind of shook because not only mentally was I thinking of things, my body was like, are we safe? So I know how my body responds when it's in that space. My chest gets a little tight. I have a tendency to want to touch it. Um, My neck feels tense. My shoulders kind of fold inward, like go like curl inward in this weird way. 
And that's what fear is. That's what, you know, these like safety protection armor mechanisms that happen do. My, I start getting hot. Like I'm, we're there. I came with a sweatshirt. I'm like peeling off my clothes. <laughs> and my breathing was not as like deep and as grounded as normal. Like, let's say if I was in ride for the carousel. <laughs> so I noticed it. I noticed it. I witnessed it. I became the observer of it. And I was like, okay, fear is present. I told the girls, I was like, I can feel that my body's scared. And I just asked myself, well, what if this wasn't only fear, it was also excitement, excitement for a new experience. So I just kind of played in that. Like, what if it's not, I'm scared? What if it's, I'm excited? I'm not invalidating what I was feeling. I'm just exploring and playing with what if this other thing is true? So we're moving through the ride. We're playing this like, I don't know what it's called. It reminds me of like charades, but you put the phone up to your forehead and it tells you like, act like a snow angel, act like a Pinocchio. And we're doing all the stuff in the line. We're having fun. When we get up to the platform, we get up to the platform and I realize, holy shit, I'm scared. I told Chanel, I was like, I don't know if I should get on because my heart is beating so fast. And Then I just realized, I'm like, okay, yes, I feel fear. Yes, it's present. However, I know this little cars ride with these little kids is not going to kill me. So can I be loving with my body while still going on here for an adventure? So I totally went on and it was so funny to witness myself in this. It was so funny to witness myself in this because I'm on this ride. I'm in between my niece and my daughter. It's moving and it starts off. If you all have been in this ride, it's you'll know exactly what I mean. It starts off casual. The car is driving through maybe 15 miles per hour. It's super casual. And I even told myself and I told my niece, I was like, we're going on an adventure in the desert in my convertible, in a convertible. Because that's what it looks like. Now, it goes super slow. And I'm like taking a video, getting things for the vlog. And then all of a sudden, the cars race. <laughs> And this thing goes so freaking fast. I think it goes like 40 or 50 miles per hour. And it's like jerking around these turns, going up and down the hills. And I am screaming. I am screaming my ass off. Like, I don't know. Like, it was hilarious. And I even have tears coming out. Like, I don't even know if I'm laughing, crying, screaming. I had fun. But I was also simultaneously, like, scared. So there was so much to feel. That's my point. And sometimes there's more to an emotion than you think there is. And sometimes we have to put ourselves into the emotion to get to know a, a deeper texture of it. So funny enough, the next ride that we go on, I mean, we went on a couple of rides, but we went on this other ride. I was pushing myself to my limits, right? We go on this other ride, Indiana Jones. That one, I was just scared. Not only was I scared, I didn't like it. It was dark. It was scary. It was creepy. It was heavy, like the the ghost and the... My body hated it. I wanted to disassociate. Like, it was was that bad for me. (laughs) No, my, my girls loved it, but I hated it. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I got to explore the texture of, I'm scared. This takes me to my edge, but it's also thrilling and fun and cute. And then there's the... I'm scared, but this is also unfun. Nothing I like about this. It feels heavy. I want to dissociate. Like, you get to explore. So, you don't have to wait to Disneyland for this or whatever your Disneyland moment is. You get to 
play with this in the places that you feel fear. So whether it is you feel fear because you are about to be visible. You've been talking about doing that podcast. You've been talking about making that live. You've been talking about raising your rates. You've been talking about reaching out to people and finding new clients. You've been talking about doing the thing. Yet you feel the fear. Well, what if you got to reimagine what that fear really is and to play in your edge of it? Are you able to play in the edge of whatever that fear is and know that that fear is not going to take you down? But what it will do is give you more to to play with, more to navigate. You learn how to explore better. You become better at self-mastery and knowing what's truly true for you. With fear... A lot of it is also sitting still. Like, so you're not at Disneyland, right? Like, let's just say you're at home, which most of the times that's what you'll be doing. You're at home. Slow down. Slow down. That's the first step. Slow down. Give space for your fear to have a voice. This is important because a lot of people don't want to admit they're afraid. So guess how it shows up? I'm stressed, I'm angry, I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to rage, I'm going to go get numb, I'm going to avoid, and things just pile up. And then it becomes even more energetic and emotional clutter. Things become even more chaotic. Can you resonate with that? Can you remember a time where that may have felt like that? So pause, slow down, give your fear a voice. Speak it out loud. I'm afraid. I remember when I was starting my business, and there were things that I wanted to do. And I could feel all of this like heavy energy around the launch. And rather than trying to motivate myself through the heavy energy, it's like literally doing that is like trying to run a race with backpacks on and ankle weights on. It's heavy. It's more effort. Don't do it. I don't suggest it. Instead, pause deep breath. Take a deep breath with me right now on this podcast episode. (sighs) Feels good after my Disneyland story. My body remembered that fear. (laughs) So you're taking a deep breath and then ask what's really true right now. And not, I should rephrase that because I don't want you to ask like what's really true in general, ultimate truth. What's true about how I feel right now? And give that little girl or boy or being a voice. Give it a voice. I'm afraid that no one's going to buy this. I'm afraid that I'm going to get rejected again. I'm afraid it's not going to work. I'm afraid I'm never going to make it. I'm afraid that that dream I have is just never going to work out. Feel into that for a moment. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some compassion. And then give yourself some love. Now, feeling fear is an invitation to become your own safe space. Yes, fear can be very real. But what's also real is that you cannot control so many things in life. And this is where surrender comes in. Surrender comes in because we're being asked to see and know and accept that there's things that are uncontrollable 
yet we can decide how we move through it. Do we want to be like a heavy rock, dense, heavy, or do we want to be like water, flowing, flexible, moving through things quickly? So think of the tunnel of any transition, like a tunnel. Do you want to move through it like a big boulder that can barely get through and it feels like over-efforting and scratching and scraping and pushing? Or like water. You're still going to go through the tunnel of transition, but it's going to be flowing. It's going to be different. So be with it. Speak your fear. Sometimes it helps for me to write it down and just say, oh, this is present. And then I get to ask, well, what's really true here? The truth is that you'll never know unless you try and that you are so damn important that you are worthy of a try. There's always going to be rejections and failures and all these things in life and in business and in love. But guess what? It only makes you better. It only gives you more wisdom. It only gives you more discernment. And these become less painful the more we're willing to be our own safe space and love ourselves through it. Like, yeah, these things are normal. I think the other thing is, When I learn that everyone feels it, instead of sitting in my kind of dark, shadowy, inner closet of self and thinking, something's wrong with me because I'm afraid. Something's wrong with me because I don't feel good enough. No, actually, these things are real. These things are what humans feel. And now that I know that everybody I've ever looked up to and everyone that I've ever celebrated, anybody I've ever bought something from or, you know, have even received mentorship from, that they feel similar things. And that's okay. Welcome to the human experience. So you give yourself some grace. I found that once we sit with it and give it a a voice and give it space, then things change. It transmutes. It's like all of these heavy emotions become heavier and more widely felt for longer periods of time when we avoid them versus taking time to be absolutely present with them and welcome them into the light. It's like, imagine having a fireside chat with these heavy emotions and feelings and darkness versus trying to run away from it. And it's just, it's it's on your shoulder. It's on your back. It's in your belly. So we're just going to welcome it up. Like, actually, all of you are welcome here. What do you need to say to me? What do you have to tell me? And that is what miracles are made of. That's where the transmutation really unfolds. And we can have these quantum shifts. So the next one I want to talk about is a general heaviness, fogginess, depression. So I used to believe because of what doctors told me and because of the symptoms I was feeling that I was clinically depressed. And then it led to bipolar And then it led to agoraphobia, which I was scared to go outside and couldn't cross the the roads. And I was just having panic attacks left and right. Even the one time I blacked out while being on the freeway. I mean, it was a mess. And I could have took those labels and believed that that's who I was. But I read too much. I knew too much. And what I saw when I was looking into Googling all of this is I realized, like, okay, there's people that have naturally cured some of these things. Like, this medication is making me feel worse. I don't feel better. It gives me sort of a relief, but also numbs me and kind of dulls me down. And I don't want to live like this. So just in my inquiry of looking for a natural way, I saw there was evidence 
And in that evidence, I started giving myself other options. Not only did I give myself other options, I had hope. And this is what's important in these times. Options and hope. Knowing that this is a temporary feeling. But these temporary feelings also come to teach us, just like I said with sadness, just like I said with fear. Heaviness, fogginess, depression, these things come to teach. Now, I know that there's people that may listen. There's people out in the world that would argue with me. Don't talk about depression. Anyone that has depression, that is for a medical profession only. But I'm going to call bullshit on that. And that's not really up for debate here because I've been that. So I'm speaking from personal experience. This is embodied experience. Now, what I'm saying is that I, I'm not saying that you should not have doctor support. You do what you feel is best for you at any given time. Remember what I said in the beginning. I am only here to give you tools. You know what's best for you. I am here to speak from my highest self to your highest self. And what I know is that in these spaces and times, there's often information that is coming to invite us to do things differently. I think it was Jim Carrey that said, depression is your avatar saying, I'm tired of playing this role. Whenever I feel heavy, funky, and just overall, like what you would say is like a depressed state, not I am depression, but I'm feeling a depressed state. Notice what it feels like in your body when you felt that. Does it feel hard to wake up? Does it feel hard to take a shower? Does it feel hard to do the daily task? It feels overwhelming just to live your life that normally is not a big deal. Now I feel like one of those pharmaceutical commercials. <laughs> but I'll tell you, what I'm about to share has none of the side effects. So all of these feelings, they come to say, hey, pay attention to me. Hey, I want to get your attention. Now, there's spiritual reasons. There's emotional reasons. And then there's environmental, physical reasons. So let's talk about environmental and physical. For me, getting myself moving and getting myself clear and clean is always important. I notice for myself that after eating well and intentionally, as I normally do, if I'm on vacation and I'm just eating all the croissants, I'm drinking all the spicy margaritas, which I love a good spicy margarita. I am eating all the pastas that after a period of time, I just feel foggy. I can't reach the same or access the same high feelings, the high energy, the high inspiration. So what happens? I end up cutting the things out because I know how it impacts me over a couple of days of, of, you know, ingesting and, and being a part of something, I clear it out and clean it out. And guess what? There's new information I can access. Same thing with body movement. I can easily get into a zone where I am just like, I want to have my coffee. I want to be in my office. I want to be in creative mode. Everybody else leave me alone. And then I check my steps for the day and I've taken about 2,300 steps. Now, that day, that may have been my mood, but I'll tell you this, it's never a day. Like if I do that, one day could be fine. Two days, 
not feeling my best. Multiple days, I'm more anxious. I'm more on edge. I tend to be in my head more because if I'm in my office that much, I know my screen time is up. I know I'm overthinking things in my business too much. So I know that's, that's not good for me. So guess what I do? Unplug. Go for more walks. Go for bike rides. Ask Chanel if she wants to go to, you know, do the stairs. I'm getting my body moving because I know that my body moving, especially if I'm moving even more, like I want to get a sweat. I know that I'm going to be flooded with chemicals in my body that are like hitting up the pharmacy, right? So knowing I get to hack that, we get to hack that, right? There's also other things like I love taking, um, I take GABA. There's something called like GABA Soothe. I get it at Air One Market. There's GABA and I'm going to butcher this word, ashwagandha. Maybe I didn't butcher it. But the mushrooms, like things that are mood enhancers. So whenever I'm in that space, I don't take them every day because I don't feel like I need them every day. But whenever I find myself in that place, these are things that I do support me. I wake up, I have my water, I have my lemon. I get myself into a space where I can honor the controllables. I make space to feel better. And that's important because that's where we meet life halfway. Now, Given all of that, movement, nutrition, um, supplementation, all of these things support. Now it's looking at your environment even further. And this is where we can look for more clues. Who's around you? Whose energy is in your energy field? We're not here to project or blame on anyone. We're just looking for hints and clues. Is it a partner that has lost hope? Is it a partner that is shaming you or giving you a hard time? Is it a kid that's going through their own thing? Is there a dynamic in your family that is adding to this? It could be that someone's moving through a healing crisis. It could be that there's something um, stressful going on. And just noticing what's there. You're just looking for the hints and signs. Like what is contributing to this? What is possibly adding to this? And not because it's wrong, just because we're having a moment of exploration. Then, moving away from the family dynamics, I want you to look at your career or your business and look at what's there. This is big for me. Whenever I feel this way, I know something has expired. Hear me. Whenever I feel this way, heavy, dense, a depressed state, I know that something I'm working with, carrying, completing, whatever I want to call it, something has expired. And I want you to look at that in your life when you feel this way. What has expired? It could be a belief. It could be a way of life. It could be a program. It could be a product you're selling. It could be a support situation, right? Someone on your team. Something has expired. Something is inviting you to reimagine. Because when you reimagine, you're about to give life to something. So you sit down and journal, what feels heavy in my life? What feels heavy and why? It is so fascinating to me how these like kind of clouds can come. And it feels like an energetic, emotional cloud in my life. And then I'm like, oh, what is creating this storm? And you will really find some fascinating things. So... You're going to do all of that. You're going to look at the physical environment, look at the family dynamics, the relationships, and then look at what your 
giving your life force to? And is it depleting your life force? Because that's what's happening when we feel this way. Now, finally, I want you to look at it from a spiritual way, a spiritual thing. Are you feeling disconnected from spirit? You know, a lot of people call and talk about this dark night of the soul. I, From the way my teacher described it to me, I feel like people kind of overuse it. Like, you're not having a dark night of the soul every other week. But a dark night of the soul is like those times where you feel like you have lost touch with the, the divine, with spirit. It doesn't seem accessible. It feels like you've lost your way. And in any time where you feel that, I felt it, you have to recommit. It's like going back to anyone in a relationship and just reminding spirit, this relationship is important to me. I'm prioritizing it. I'm, I'm remembering I'm coming home again. And you make the time and space. So just like you're going to move your body, just like you're going to watch your nutrition, just like you're doing all these things, you're also going to recommit to your relationship to spirit. So is that beginning to pray again? Is beginning to journal again? Is it making time and space for meditation? Is it signing up for a class that's related to this? Is it getting with a mentor? Is it something that is going to reignite this devotion to your highest and best? And really, that's our relationship to spirit. So you get to sit with that. And you're going to be on the other side of whatever it is. But you have to have the time to and the patience to be tender with yourself so know that tenderness is huge in this tenderness is huge for all of this everything i'm sharing sadness fear heaviness fog depressed states all of it and of course talk to your doctors do the things that you want to do but just first give yourself the chance of playing with the things that you can control now i also want to share this because i've had this conversation with clients and i'm going to have it with you these detoxes and things that come in a box, they can support, right? Supplementation is great support. But there's nothing like foods that carry life force energy. So think about that. Look at your diet and ask, is this giving me life force energy? When I, when I like really broke that down, it was revolutionary for me. You guys are going to laugh at this and I feel kind of embarrassed sharing it as I'm about to share, but I'm going for it. I'm going to do it. When I was, I think, 20 years old, I had an office job. And this is the office job I had right before, if you remember my memoir, when I was kidnapped. So I had this office job. I was doing really well for myself. I thought I've broken these generational things. And I had this office job. And I was doing well. I was eating well. I was going to the gym. But let me tell you what I thought eating well was. This is funny. Okay. And it just goes to show you can shift awareness. But I grew up in the Philadelphia suburbs, about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. And it was, you know, not a lot about healthy eating out where I lived. So I had white rice, <laughs> frozen peas and carrots. Like, you know that little medley? Is it peas, carrots, lima beans or peas, carrots, green beans? It's like that frozen three veggie blend. <laughs> okay. White rice, that and, and get this. This is where it gets funny. <laughs> American cheese melted on top and I put it all in the microwave. Guys, what was I thinking? But let me tell you, that's what I knew then. I was doing my best. But I was 
doing these things. And I thought that was healthy. So I share this with you because once you know things differently, you know differently. And I didn't know what healthy was until I didn't go deep into this until I had mono in 2010 and my body shut down. And that was at the culmination of taking all the antidepressants and also um, I was in like the deepest spiral of just like shame, depression. Uh, I felt like I was dying and I was so young. And that's when I started reading books like The Raw Truth. I started looking at um, different books about whole foods and whole food living, alkaline diets, things like that. And I learned that foods that grow in the sun, these organic non-GMO foods that grow in the sun, carry electricity, life force energy. And I think about when I'm eating these like big salads or big like bowls of all these sautéed veggies with like grass-fed meat, like small portions, that I'm getting like the fats, the the proteins, the oils, the amino acids, the things that my cells need to be vibrant and full of life. And that all of these colors and antioxidants are feeding my body. Just thinking of that and feeling into that, it's like it changes my mood. Like I'm like, wow, okay, things are moving. Because what does it feel like when we feel when we feel heavy, dense, or foggy, or depressed? We feel stuck. It feels like sticky. Everything feels so heavy and hard to do. When we feel sad, when I feel sad, I feel a bit more fluid. But I feel like I'm full, like a water balloon that's full of grief and emotion that just needs to pop. And then a big cry comes, a big purge comes. And fear to me feels like fast. Like it feels like my little dog, Pablo, he's always scared. (laughs) He's like always shaky. And, you know, he's like a little chihuahua. Like fear is like that to me. So finally, let's move on from this one and hit confusion. You ever feel confused? Like, damn, I just don't know the right answer. I'm so confused. I don't know what I want. Okay, I'm going to say something that my spiritual practitioner told me. And this is a thing like, My journey into business was very different because, and into my healing was, I didn't do coaches a lot. I did spiritual practitioners. And that's why, like, even me, I consider myself a spiritual practitioner first that mentors women in in leadership and business and really living in their soul's potential and soul authority. But, like, spiritual practitioners, they're guiding you in this way. It's like spiritual therapy and but different than a therapist where a therapist can just listen, right? And maybe point some things out. There's this aspect of transformation that's there. And we have a goal of transformation. So I would go and I would talk to my spiritual practitioner. His name was Reverend Leon. And he's wise. And we'll call it if, if like, you know, what he sees is BS, And I'm sitting there in this energy of, I don't know. I wish I knew, but I don't know. And he was, he just very clearly with authority said, you do know, but you got to listen. And that changed me because it cut through my bullshit of, I don't know. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes the answer is still revealing itself. But listen to that though. If something is still being revealed, you still do know. Let's not slam the door, like shut the door with this I don't know energy. And that's what he went on to tell me is you're shutting the door on it. You're slamming the door and putting this energetic barrier of a no when deep down you do know. 
So when we sit with a knowing that actually, I do know. The answer might be being revealed right now, but I do know. That is such a beautiful place to be. Because in that, we get to be present with this deep knowingness that something's being revealed. I'm always being guided. And I have the answers that are important to me. But here's the thing that you have to know here. I and my teacher, my guide in that moment, we were willing to listen for the answer. And I want to ask you that. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to get still? Are you willing to get quiet? That's really the answer to so much of this. This self-mastery is willingness to stop the scrolling, to stop the worrying loops, to stop the affirmations of, I don't know, I can't, I don't want to, and really make space for the true transformation that all of these emotions bring with them. I don't know is an exciting place to be, and here's why. Something's about to be revealed. You're at a fork in the road. There's a change in the tide. Something's brewing. That's exciting. When you look at it from that way, things change. Now, it doesn't mean that you might not get those Disneyland feelings. (laughs) Because when you do know, something might come up for you. Then the next thing is this. If you don't know yet, are you willing to sit in the, I'm willing to know? The answer is here. It's being revealed. That's a different affirmation than I don't know, isn't it? So playing in that, giving yourself that willingness to be with it and making space for that. This is why I don't pressure anyone ever into coaching. Number one, I don't want to work with you if you're not clear. I want you to be clear. When you're clear and I'm clear, oh, it's going to be magic. But if you're in the I don't know, I don't want to, and I just happen to get you over into my world because I want you there, that's my preference, it's not going to be as good. I want you and I want all of my clients, all of my community, all of my sisters, all of my children, only though I have one, (laughs) and their children to trust their own process. And what I'm teaching you here is a, a matter of trusting your own process, but we have been trained and programmed from an early age to abandon our own process. And the world of personal development has been somewhat, dare I say it, toxic because personal development has, the old paradigm of personal development has been this very masculine way of just driving forward, producing, pushing, creating, fuck what you feel, sleep when you're dead. And this feminine way, which the feminine wave is sweeping through all of us men, women, and beings in a way that's softening us and asking us to actually listen more, our antennas are growing more strong. Like our antennas are beginning to sense more. We're becoming more sensitive as a species. And that's why what I'm sharing with you is important because this is where we're all going. Now, how does it feel considering that every single emotion is coming with a message? emotions, energy in motion, the motion coming your way, that energy comes with a message. It's like when you're at the bank and you press the button and the little tube cylinder shoots over over to the banker. They put whatever's in it and then they push the button and it comes back over. What if your soul 
was sending you emotions as these messengers inviting you to do a thing, to stop a thing, to listen, to share, to try, to move, to not move. That's my belief. And this way, it just empowers things. Now, what I'm asking you to do, though, is get out of your head and back into your body more. There's so many, you know, people that are talking about embodiment and, you know, it's it's a thing now because we're coming back into our bodies. And to fully embody things doesn't mean that you don't feel a lot of other things because you are in the like human range of emotion. But your work as living as an embodied being means that you're in your body. You're willing to feel the things. You're navigating. You're bringing yourself back to a regulated state. You're bringing yourself back to safety. You're bringing yourself back to your power. But it doesn't mean that you're not in the test kitchen of life with all the emotions all the time because guess what? You are. And life throws a lot of things your way. That banker of your soul is sending you the thing. It's coming. What are you going to do with it? This is going to take you to your next level if you're willing. Because I'll tell you, the majority of people feel, feel fear and they avoid. Feel fear and they stop. Feel fear and they say, that's not for me. The majority of person will feel foggy, heavy, and just go into states and doing things that will make them only foggier and heavier. And sometimes it takes them weeks, months, even years. And for some people, they never get out of it. Because they just don't have the tools. It's not that it's them, that they're not equipped. They just don't have the tools. But here is a set of tools for you. Now, finally, I want to invite you. If you really want to deepen into this level of discernment, self-mastery, and embodiment that is going to transform your leadership with self and others, that's going to activate your ability to tap in and press your own buttons and move through the tunnel of transition always. Remember what I said, like water, flow, ease, grace. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a ton of effort. In fact, I'm here to teach you something different. But you have to be willing to be the student and to receive. So I'm inviting you into receiving mode. Receiving mode is my virtual two-day meditation intensive. It is done via Zoom with me live. We are going to move through many modalities to help you reach this hypnotic meditative state. These highly suggestive states of consciousness allow me to help you get into your subconscious mind and to rewire, reprogram, and activate new awareness that is from your highest self and not from a learned self of programming. This also helps you tap into a greater sense of freedom and a greater sense of inner authority. Knowing that, remember, all of these states of every emotion that we shared, every funky feeling, it's just a temporal state. It's not who you are. And receiving mode, this two-day intensive, is about connecting to who you really are and living from that space, that knowing, because that space and knowing helps you live from the quantum. It helps you create in a way that is not from the physical world you see, but from the world that you can envision and feel into and knowing you have the opportunity to bring these things to life. That's what this is about. So we are going to get our bodies moving. We're going to get our energy active and amplified. In fact, 
this coming Friday, which is the day I believe this this met, this uh, podcast goes live, is the day that we send out the meditations. We're sending out an AM meditation, a PM meditation to help you wake up and drop into that state, to help you right before you go to sleep, drop into that state to work with you in your sleep. I'm priming you mind, body, spirit, and energy for our intensive together. And really at this price point, I mean, you can't beat it because to work with me privately is 10,000 plus, right? Like at the things I have right now, my programs are either at, um, what is it, 13,000 or $25,000. And right now I'm not even taking on private clients, but you get to work with me for just if you pay in full. You can actually do payment plans of 100 and something. I I don't want to mess it up. I think it's 160. You can make these payment plans monthly so that you can get into this and give yourself this gift to get into the space of clarity, of deepening, of knowing. Make space for yourself. And really, that's priceless. When everyone else is going to be doing all this Black Friday shopping and buying things that will just sit in a corner, sit on a shelf, sit on a closet or someday go to Goodwill or some sort of donation, you get to invest in yourself and to create energy that helps you transform things. To me, there's no better way. There's no better thing that you could be doing. Your consciousness, your energy, your insight, your vision, your heart being open is a better investment than any 401k any IRA or any Bitcoin or crypto that you could possibly imagine because when you're unlocked, everything else unlocks. And self-mastery, self-discovery is like the, the gateway into all of this. We are entering into the final weeks of 2021. Be intentional with your transition. Give yourself the time and space to be intentional. Gather with other intentional beings. This is the time for you to live as your highest self. This is your opportunity to live this lifetime. And I'm inviting you to live it in a way that is more open, more graceful, more activated. Because we need more of that on this planet. So my friends, I want to thank you for tuning in today. I hope this episode helped you. Let me know how it helped you. I'd love to hear from you if you've never introduced yourself on Instagram or via email please come say hello. I love to hear from my listeners. If you have a topic you want me to cover or you have a question, please do send it in. I love to have content ideas. I love to hear from you. I love to create specifically for you. So let me know. And don't forget about your free gift. Leave your review, take the screenshot and send it over to support at NicoleSylvester.com. We are going to get you your access to these morning miracle activations so that you can have them to help you get activated and inspired and ready to take on whatever the day brings for you because you are a miracle. Until next time, my friends, many, many blessings. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's time for you to shine your light and let your heart be felt by those around you. I don't want you to forget that you are a miracle. If this episode inspired you, please share with someone you love. One simple share can open up a brand new world for someone and you hold the power to spark that. If you haven't already done so, I'd love to have your review on this podcast. Your reviews and ratings of this show mean the world to me. The reviews help me share this message with more women just like you and send a screenshot to my team at support at NicoleSylvester.com 
and we'll send you a gift of gratitude. Until next time, tune into your miraculous nature and lead with your heart. You are needed.